Hello everyone! Welcome back to Pass the Salt. It is a great day to be together via audio waves on this podcast. Today's episode is really fun. Um, I of course love all the episodes we've done where I had the privilege of interviewing Salt and Lighters, you know, current team members or Salt and Light alum, but it's really exciting for me when I have had the few opportunities, and today's one of those, um, where I got to interview someone who is not a Salt and Light intern or Salt and Light intern alum, um, because I think it's so fun to kind of broaden our network and cast a wider net in who we're talking to and interacting with. So today's episode is just really exciting for me. You are going to hear an interview with someone named Bill Marshall, and he is the uh, programming director. He will say in the interview what his official title is at Meddard's House in New Cumberland, Pennsylvania, uh, right down the road from Lemoyne, which is where I used to live um, for a couple of years with some other, uh, very close to some other Salt and Light alums. We all were just a stone's throw away from each other, but this, so this area is close to my heart. Um, and Meddard's House, I'm not going to give it all away, but it's a really cool organization. And so this episode is really for anyone, but I talk a lot with Bill just about youth ministry and about kind of, he works for this nonprofit Meddard's House and is serving his community through this uh, organization and through his work um, as a director at this nonprofit. So, if you are someone who has an interest in doing some sort of work that is serving your community, maybe that's through a nonprofit or through a ministry or through some sort of community organization. If you're in high school or college or even post grad and want a career change, if serving your community as your vocation interests you even just a little bit, I think this conversation will be really helpful to you and maybe start some light bulb moments for you and maybe even get your interest peaked even more than it is right now in serving your, serving your community. Because we just, I ask him about that, like what is it like doing the kind of work that you do for anyone who might be interested in doing that kind of work? Also, like I said, we talk a lot about youth ministry, so I think if you are a youth leader, this is a conversation that will encourage you and maybe also give you some inspiration for things you might not have considered before. But really anyone, I think, could benefit from this conversation. So I'm going to hand things over to me. (laughs) I'm going to hand things over to the interview. Um, Remember to stay tuned and in touch with us on um, Facebook and Instagram and all of our our website, snlim.com. We have Zateo tickets on sale right now, and the prices keep going up every couple weeks. So the early bird sales have already passed, but you can still get a really great price on Zateo 2022 tickets. Um, A few of us on staff got to go see the space this week. And it's incredible. It's a new space we've never been in before, but it's smaller than Zateo's in the past. So I'm telling you, if you want to secure your spot, you really have to buy tickets now because spots, seats are going to be limited. You'll see when you come or, you know, keeping COVID uh, in mind and want it to not have 
a gigantic's a tail like we have in the past. So if you want your spot, you're definitely going to want to not miss out on it. Okay, that's all I have to say. Wait, one more thing. If you're a youth leader and you haven't received the invite to our Thursday, December 9th breathing room event, this is just for youth leaders or youth volunteers or any adult who works with youth in a church. Um, if you haven't received that invite, we emailed as far as we know every youth leader in our network, but even that is not flawless. Please just send us your email address like uh, on our website or Instagram message us or Facebook message us and I will get that invite to you so that you have the details and you can come. It's a special event in December just for youth leaders. Sorry teens, um, but we need to love on our youth leaders, okay? All right, you guys, I'm done rambling for real this time. Here is a wonderful interview with Bill Marshall from Medard's House. Thank you so much, Bill. You're great. Everyone, let's pass the salt. Let's see. So it looked like it was working a second ago. Okay, now it is. Okay, cool. Testing. One, two, three. And you've just talked Hello. Hello, hello. Okay, we've been counted in. So, today I have with me Bill. Or do you like, your wife called you Billy earlier. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, just for her. that's my like growing up as a child nickname. <laughs> There's about four people that call me Billy. Great. So. <laughs> we'll stick with Bill. And we are here at Meddard's house right now with you in your office. And I just had the pleasure of a wonderful tour to see Meddard's house. And we're going to hear more about exactly what Meddard's house is from you. So can you tell us about maybe just a little bit about yourself and what your role is at this wonderful place that I'm in with you? <laughs> yeah, so uh, I am the program director at Meddard's house, uh, which basically just means that anything that has to do with events and activities where youth are involved, uh, that kind of just goes through my channels and I help organize that, put it together, make sure it's pretty and packaged nice uh, before we start inviting kids to it. So, nice. yeah, I am uh, a father of 10, yep. and I also have a grandson, um, and I am 29 years old. So for those of you that are now trying to do the math in your head and like, that doesn't <laughs> seem right, um, I foster and adopt, mm -hmm. and so we've taken in uh, 10 teenagers they're not all teens now I suppose but yeah. yeah so that's you know youth ministry is uh is my whole life yeah every part of your life and we could probably do and maybe we should a whole other conversation and episode at some point just about foster care oh absolutely <laughs> could. my my wife share. and I actually have a uh, a message series that we oh, kind wow. of plan to travel with uh, some churches to and, and share where we talk about uh, you know, God's calling for us yeah. to take care of the orphans. And wow. what does that actually look like practically, mm -hmm. especially for those that are thinking, well, I can't just take in a child right now. Yeah. Uh, so what does that look like for the church to Ooh. actively engage in the calling that we've been given? Yeah. Well, now we're getting on a tangent, but it seems like from my limited knowledge and experience there in a lot of churches, there's a disconnect and not an involvement with foster care and that's such a missed like mission field an opportunity and a calling you know jesus says like did you clothe me did you feed me did you care for the orphans did you do these things 
and so the church should probably consider that <laughs> yeah i i can't give you the exact numbers but um i know that this stat is pretty accurate still if one family out of every other church in the united states mm-hmm. took in one child uh that would in theory eliminate foster care um, wow. obviously there would be needs that continue to arise and yeah. families that continue to need to rise to that occasion yeah but uh it would it would be virtually eliminated wow okay so we're gonna put a pin in that and talk because <laughs> there's a lot of people involved with foster care who do things with salt and light and i think there's that could be a whole series that's so cool But Medard's House, which is your other form of youth oh, ministry. Right. Yes, right. So you just shared with us, you're the program director, but I'm sure what you do is a lot more than that. Even just sitting in your office, you have like a skateboard and a karaoke machine and all sorts of things. It's beyond just event planning. But what is Medard's House? Like, what's the history of it for someone who's never heard of it? And especially for the vast majority of our audience live in central PA and are in the proximity of Medard's house and might not even know about it. So what is your explanation of the Medard's house and of the history around it? Medard's house is a nonprofit Christian youth center. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's at its core. So there is no oversight from another church or organization. We just are what we are called by God to uh, share Jesus with students. Yeah. And specifically our vision is for, youth to reach their full potential through mm-hmm. the power of a personal relationship with Jesus Christ mm-hmm. with support from their family and community. Mm-hmm. So for us, what that means is um, youth are here to grow, not just spiritually, uh, but also in their maturity, mm-hmm. in their education, in their mental health, uh, every aspect of a student's life that we can positively impact, we want to, and then we want to point to Jesus in every turn. Mm-hmm. So, Better's House started actually out of our founder's house. Uh, her name's Sandra Colello. Okay. She had a couple of teenagers that mm-hmm. went to Cedar Cliff High School. Okay. And those teenagers had loads of teenage friends that would constantly show up at Sandra's home. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there would be upwards of 30, 40, 50 kids just oh at her house. Just because <laughs> they want, it was a safe place to be. Yeah. They felt welcomed and accepted, so they wanted to be there. Yeah. And one day, Sandra said, well, if all these kids are going to be at my house, mm-hmm. I'm going to feed them. I'm going to mm-hmm. talk about Jesus. Yeah. And she did. Wow. And one of the students that was a part of that group, his name was Metterd Kowalski Jr. Okay. Metterd passed away mm-hmm. uh, in 2013. Um, and... This organization was put together in memory of him. Wow. He was a huge part of the gathering at Sandra's house. And mm-hmm. when he was gone, Sandra approached the family and said, I would like to make Meddard's house uh, mm-hmm. a, a formal honoring of him and his life and his involvement with this group. Wow. And they approved. And so now here we are. Um, wow. Years later, we have our own building. Uh, we have a staff, a team of amazing mentors and volunteers, yeah. and we are here doing literally anything and everything yes. to serve students in the West Shore area. And of right. course, obviously, uh, that's extending to anywhere. You know, if, mm-hmm. if kids want to drive 
you know, an hour and a half out from Maryland to come to an event, by all means, get here. Get in the car. Um, yeah, we, <laughs> right now. we are open to anyone and yeah. everyone. We wow. have kids that come from York, Harrisburg. Wow. Obviously, New Cumberland is, mm-hmm. is the, the main area. Yeah. Mechanicsburg. Yeah. Um, and it is just an awesome place for students to come, mm-hmm. feel safe, welcomed, accepted, and hear about Jesus Christ. Yeah. How many people does it take to run Meditz House? So you're on staff and you have an executive director. Do you have other staff members and volunteers that make up your team? Yeah. So we have an administrative assistant as well, which is great because I am terrible with calendars and just like setting up meeting times for things. Um, But then we have a kitchen director as well, Glenda. She's awesome. She makes amazing meals for our kids all the time. Yeah. Even just uh, Monday, a couple of students swung by after school so that way they could learn to bake chocolate chip cookies with her. Oh, and they had an Glenda. awesome time doing that. Yeah, Glenda yeah. is the best. So uh, that should be like a trending hashtag, in my Glenda opinion. Glenda is the best. Yeah. Okay, if you listen to this, send us, post something that just says Glenda's the best. That's we'll that's our, <laughs> our shout out to uh, Riley Sorrell. She started that hashtag, uh, I'm pretty sure, during one of our, our live nice. streams. Thank so. you, Riley. Yep, thanks, Riley. Um, so that's our paid staff, though. Uh, okay. It's it's a small team yeah. on the paid side of things. Mm-hmm. What we thrive off of is mentors, mm. and they're volunteers, and they are incredible. Um, we have, depending on what's going on, different programs and events, uh, we will have anywhere from you know five to ten adults kind of helping oversee things. But wow. we have eight core members right now uh, of mentors that go above and beyond just the events that we plan Mm. so in addition to our after school program on tuesdays and thursdays and some of our events these mentors are attending sporting events they're taking kids out to eat Uh, one of our mentors david he's an incredible guy uh, he took one of our students out to see his first baseball game uh, which is just an incredible thing and that student actually has now given his life to jesus christ super awesome Uh, Metters House is not just the after school program that a lot of people think it is. Mm-hmm. It is us walking through life with our students. Yeah. And because Metters House is uh, so oriented on relationship building, yeah. uh, we see that we earn the right to speak truth into students' lives mm-hmm. where other people kind of fail to do that. Yeah. Um, we get to know them for who they are. Mm-hmm. We get to hang out with them and just be with them. And because of that, uh, they open their hearts, they open mm-hmm. their ears, and they're willing to receive the truth about why we care about them, yeah. the truth about the love Jesus has for them and the value yeah. he places on their lives. Yeah. And, and that's why we see the value in their lives and, mm-hmm. and desire to be with them so much. And mm-hmm. so once, once that relationship is built, uh, it really is incredible, the things that God does with it. Yeah, and I think everything you just shared is something that anyone who's listening who's involved in youth ministry whether they're a leader or a volunteer the huge takeaway is like relationship building is like the ultimate way to share jesus with people because it's one thing to just give a devotional or a message on a tuesday or thursday or whenever but it's a totally different thing to take a kid to a baseball game and get to know them and pour into their life and have that one-on-one relationship it's really powerful that that's what you guys are doing is incredible 
Um, could a youth leader or any adult in the area become involved as a mentor? To say anyone may be a little bit too <laughs> sure, vague because there's there's absolutely a process. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, we, we screen people that are interested in becoming a mentor. Okay. Um, you know, I'll meet with them one-on-one and talk about more of who we are, what we do, and why. Okay. Uh, but outside of that, I mean, <laughs> anyone can apply for that process. Um, and it really is just a matter of knowing Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and desiring to share that with our students. Mm. Uh, because we're non-denominational, there's a lot of subjects that we don't touch on, things that are yeah. maybe a little bit irrelevant to whether or not someone has salvation. Yeah. And we're always willing to talk about those things with students in a, a deeper setting, like a Bible study or sure. uh, maybe in one-on-one mentorship. But as far as an adult in the community or in a church or any youth pastors mm-hmm. out there that are saying like, well, I have time on a Tuesday afternoon yeah. that I could be spending with students. Mm-hmm. Um, by all means apply because there is no harm that can be done from seeing how you can help another youth organization. Yeah. And we want this to be a symbiotic relationship. Sure. So the, the number one thing I hate anytime I talk to anyone involved in youth ministry or any churches mm-hmm. at all, when I share the mission of Merritt's house, and I say, we would love to have more people involved with what we do. I hear this term, competing youth ministry. Mm-hmm. And I think that's such a, a terrible phrase to have. Yes, it doesn't it make is. any sense, in my yep. opinion. Youth ministry is youth ministry. Church is church. Yep. Just because you're in a different building doesn't mean you have a different mission. Right. And so there is no such thing as competing youth ministry with Meddard's House. Mm. If you are a youth pastor and you're thinking, like, it would be awesome to get in there and spend some time with some teens, well, guess what that gives us the opportunity to do? Yeah. Send our teens to events and activities yeah. you have going on. We're only open so many hours during the week, and so is yep. your church. Yep. Imagine if all of our hours started to combine together, mm-hmm. and then we had so many partnerships that there's every week, all day, every day, opportunities yeah. for youth to get involved yeah. somewhere where they are loved and accepted mm-hmm. and get to know more about God and his design. That's, that's what we're trying to do. So that's my, my long pitch for yep. if you're listening mm-hmm. and you are an adult yep. who loves Jesus, mm-hmm. reach out to us. Absolutely. We would love to get you on the team. And I'll be sure to put that information in the bio for this episode and in our social media for this episode because I think any chance, you know, in my mind right now we're talking to youth leaders and any youth leader that wants to meet students beyond just how they currently are meeting students this is one way that they could do that um what about teens how could students in this area now you said it doesn't matter where you're from anywhere that you're willing to get to Meddard's house um how can they get involved with everything happening here well just show up frankly that's that's the easiest way i mean uh through our Instagram and Facebook, we try and keep people as well posted as possible. And then any church partnerships we have, mm-hmm. um, especially like one that we've built up very strong is with Faith Community Church. Uh, there's another one with Trinity United Methodist Church. Mm-hmm. Anytime we have events and activities going on, we're sharing that with them. So if you want to be part of the, the list of churches that receives that information, again, just let us know. We'd be happy to send you out a calendar of events. Uh, but for the students specifically, all you need to do is show up. There is uh, nothing difficult about it. We accept anyone from anywhere, anytime. And if you have a hard time uh, 
coming to something because you're thinking, well, if I go, I'll have no way home. We'll work it out. We yeah. will find a way to make sure you can get home afterwards. Yeah. Uh, we just want you here. We it, love you, yeah. frankly, you know, yeah. and it's it's hard for people to accept and understand that. Like, well, how can how can they love me? I, they've never even met me. Yeah. I'm just telling you, we do. Yeah. OK, it's mm-hmm. you can't fight it. Uh, <laughs> we're going to love you yeah. when you show up. And so if you can get here and, and just, uh, you know, trust that we will give you a good time and get you home. That's all you need to do. Yeah. Um, we do have an after school program. That's that's kind of our main event that goes on mm-hmm. well through the whole school year. Yeah. That is on Tuesdays and Thursdays from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. And so uh, if you enter our building, uh, what you'll have is a bunch of free time, opportunity to meet other students and leaders. You can get homework done if you want. You can just hang out and play games. doesn't matter. We're all for it. Uh, We'll come together. We'll have a lesson with each other. And then there's dinner served each time. So free meal, free homework help, hanging out. That's, I don't know. What else would people want, frankly? Is it for any grade or what are the grades? Six to 12th grade. Six to 12th. Okay, awesome. Wow. So Tuesdays and Thursdays, uh, three to six. Sixth grade to 12th grade, Menard's house. It's, uh, what's, uh, what's the address? One. 1120 Drexel Hills Boulevard yes. in New Cumberland. Very easy to find. I had no problem. But I used to live out here, so I felt like it was easy to find. <laughs> but it really was. Um, so I'd be interested to ask a couple of questions to you about the kind of work that you do specifically, um, because I think a, what you do might be something a lot of people who listen could see themselves going into the kind of similar work for the community that you do. But it's also just really important, I think, for people to learn about the roles and the responsibilities and what people who are serving the community, like what their lives are like. So I'm interested if you could share with us both the hardest part of the kind of work you do as a program director, but also as someone who's in youth ministry in a quote-unquote unconventional way. So what are some of your challenges and what are some of the joys of your work? The hardest part by a long shot is uh, loving the kids. And I don't mean that in the sense of like, Oh man, they make it so hard to love them, you know, right. like, uh, which don't get me wrong. Some of you do that from time to time and I get it. I can be hard to love sometimes too. Um, but that's, that's not the hard part. The, the hard part in loving these kids is, um, when they suffer, you suffer. Mm, yeah. And, um, there are a number of students that, uh, are like, they're like all just like rushing to my brain right now. If I can picture them mm. as I'm talking, um, students who are dealing with, with all kinds of issues at home um you know maybe they have no dad um maybe they are cutting all the time Mm. um they just feel alone and depressed constantly and they can't fight that yeah and that breaks my heart um that is that is really hard for me and um i remember actually it was during zateo uh this past uh april and um, at one point in time during the worship, I was just bawling my eyes out mm. for like, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes. And all I was doing, like every student that I have met in the past mm. year was just coming to my mind. Yeah. And I was crying because 
I know a lot of them do not know Jesus and I know a lot of them are hurting and, and suffering. Um, and that, that truly is by far the hardest part of youth ministry. Everything else in youth ministry that is difficult, it comes and goes. It's yeah. phases. It's periods of time. Oh, that person's hard to work with. Oh, right. that thing didn't work out well. Yeah. But if you truly love your students, you will always be hurting when they're hurting. Yeah. And that, yep. that is, that is tough. That's tough. Yeah. I can relate to a lot of what you're saying. And I think sometimes that's, um, one thing that we miss at Salt and Light being such an event-based organization, we don't, I mean, there's some students that we connect with a lot and I think that feel really connected to Salt and Light and that's amazing, but we don't have the week-to-week relationship with students and those, like, we're not the ones getting phone calls or getting, you know, bad news and good news with students. That is the work of the youth leaders and people like you in the community and that's why we are just we have so much respect for people in youth ministry because it's it's a heart job for sure um what about joys maybe it's a similar answer but what are some of the joys that you feel for what you do and for working with students i mean the the joy is that rare moment where you get to see the fruit of the labor Uh, in youth ministry you don't get to see it nearly as much as in other ministries you know um when you work with adults Adults are, for the most part, planted where they're living, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, if, if you're working with them in a church, you're going to probably see them on a regular basis, and mm-hmm. uh, and that's great. You can see fruit of your labor, right? Um, when you're working with students, you only have a short window of time between when you meet them and when they graduate high school, Yep. and if you don't reach them by the time they graduate high school, your odds of being successful with them drop significantly. Yep. Yep. Oftentimes they don't turn to Jesus until years after the time that you had them. Mm-hmm. And that is kind of a hard pill to swallow. Yeah. And so it, it is a seemingly fruitless endeavor for a long time. But then you have those moments where a student you haven't heard from in two years comes back and says, Hey, I want to let you know, uh, I I gave my life to Jesus or, Hey, I was thinking about something you said Mm -hmm. like three years ago. Hmm. Um, those moments are rare, but they are probably the greatest moments that you will have in ministry. Like any, any time where you see a student who was so far from God, start to make change Hmm. and and you get to actually hear about it that's like that's the that's the crazy part is when you actually get to hear about it yeah like don't get me wrong like we're we're spreading seeds Mm -hmm. and and a lot of those are going to grow youth ministry is usually not a harvesting ministry it's a planting ministry but when you get to harvest or start Mm -hmm. to see something blossoming that is huge and that's that's really uh one of the main things that that pushes me to keep going sometimes yeah. You get to have those glimpses of hope, mm-hmm. those little stories of like, well, you remember Ryan or you remember Kylie or you remember yeah. and, and you get to just reminisce on like, man, God did something awesome there. Mm-hmm. And all I did was what he told me to do. Yep. Like it, it encourages you to keep going. Absolutely. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like the two extremes, like the hardest of like hard moments and then like the most joyful good news 
you know, restoration, all these beautiful moments, too. And there's really no in-between <laughs> these ministries. I'm kidding. There are in-betweens, but it's extreme for sure. If someone wanted to work for their community, maybe as their job or in volunteering or just get involved with organizations <laughs> like Metters House, wherever they find themselves in life, what advice would you give to that person who feels a calling to serve their community, similar to like what you do? What's What would be your advice for them? Dedicate. Hmm. Don't, I want to swear, I was going to say <laughs> half A it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you're in, you're in, and yeah. you can't back out. Yeah. Uh, especially, you know, talking about youth ministry. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of different things you can do in the community that don't require commitment. You know, you can hand out food every so often at mm -hmm. some place, right? Or, yeah. or you can, um, you know, volunteer to go through clothing for clothing bank. Yeah. And it doesn't matter who's doing those jobs exactly, mm -hmm. as long as those jobs are getting done. Yeah. But in youth ministry, because it is a relationship-based approach to ministry, especially, at least any health youth ministry I know is relationship-based, yeah. uh, that requires commitment. You can't say, I'm going to help with this ministry, show up, and then three months down the road say, I think I might be done with that, yeah. or I'm too tired for that. Or start planning things that happen to overlap with days that you should be there. Mm -hmm. yeah. If you're saying, hey, I'm going to help with this youth ministry, yeah. make that a priority and everything else comes second to that. Yeah. We've had way too many students that I've, I've witnessed them just be heartbroken mm -hmm. because someone that they were growing close to stepped away. And it's not something that was like done intentionally or to, to hurt somebody, right. but they did it because they thought it'd be fun and they just wanted to be a part of something mm -hmm. and they didn't think about the long term of what they were doing yep. and now they're gone and now we have a, a hurting student right yeah. Yeah. and all the progress that had been built needs to be redone all that time that that student was growing close to someone maybe was starting to open up mm -hmm. well someone else has to step in and start at square one yeah. it's it's time wasted and unfortunately that, that builds up a student's like uh i don't know a student's disinterest in trusting people they build up a wall and that's what hurts can do so you have to be dedicated yeah for and, sure. and to what you just said i mean some of my kids um so i like i said i foster and adopt yeah. teenagers right they wouldn't know the last name of some of their closest friends hmm. and that boggled my mind Sometimes they wouldn't know the first name of people that they hung out with on a regular basis. Hmm. And eventually it kind of came out that the reason for that is they would change friends, move around, whatever, so often wow. that it wasn't even worth investing the time and brain space hmm. to knowing a name. Wow. And that's how these students will end up being if they are getting their hopes up and then being let down over and over and over again yeah. they're going to say what is the point in building up a relationship with somebody what is the point in getting close and opening up yeah. if they're just going to leave me yeah so don't be the person <laughs> that leaves them <laughs> i feel like all of my my answers to things are like kind of on the dark side <laughs> but that's no, I, that's the stuff that no one talks about yeah. you know like everyone talks about the happy-go-lucky yeah. things mm -hmm. and oh here's the exciting stuff yeah but like we got to talk about it. You got to shine light on it. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And uh, speaking of light, you're doing a glow up. 
<laughs> right? What's not a glow up? What's it? A glow glow night. Glow night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but this everything will, will glow up. Yes. On glow night. On glow night. This will have. Um, this will air after glow night, unfortunately. Oh yes, it so. will have happened yesterday. It if you're listening, oh, well, that it assumes happen. that you're listening the day it releases. Well, it will have happened two weeks ago. Oh but, snap! Yeah, so sorry guys, you're sorry. late. You're late. You missed it. <laughs> but next year. <laughs> Yes. On Halloween night, <laughs> from oh, really? six to eight p.m. Oh yeah, Halloween night. Yeah. Okay. The only reason it's not on Halloween this year is because I just had my appendix removed yeah. very suddenly, like uh, the like night before Halloween. <laughs> but next year on Halloween, I'm gonna describe to you what's gonna happen. Yeah, please. <laughs> we have about eight hundred feet of oh, LED God. black light. Wow. Our building will be decked out in it. Okay. We have a volleyball net. And a volleyball that are UV reactive. Very we have cool. dodgeballs that are UV reactive. Awesome. We have billiard balls that are UV reactive. If you're not catching the theme or understanding what <laughs> UV reactive means, all of this stuff is going to glow under the black light, including you, because we have loads of UV paint and yep. makeup. It is going to be an awesome time. Last year, we had 70 kids show yep. up. Yep. Um, who knows what it'll be this year? But Glow Night is basically just a couple hours of hanging out, having a good time under the black light. Yep. And, uh, you know, maybe we'll, we'll throw in a message in there about Jesus being the light of the world, something along those lines. There's a lot of metaphors you could use. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. I don't want to spoil the message, but it'll be light related. It w- there will be a metaphor because Christians <laughs> love a good metaphor. We're all about it. Absolutely. So, anyways, that came to my mind because you were saying that your answers were dark, which, for what it's worth, I don't think they're dark. I think they're real, and we need real answers, and we need real people because I think the church is way too fluffy and surface level. Not all churches, but in general, that's sort of what you find, and we don't need to be like that. We need to talk about things that matter, and what you're saying is all really, really important, and what you do is important. Yeah, I I find that sometimes in my speaking even like during some message and lesson times i can be a little bit harsh but that's because i get very real with people yeah and like i will i will say things very candidly Mm -hmm. and with no shame (laughs) we had um we had a time where a lot of kids were talking about their astrological signs and the horoscopes Mm -hmm. and things like that and so i printed off all of the horoscopes they were they were certain that these were like real things right like truly predict, you know, stuff yeah. about you. Yeah, yeah. So I printed them all off and I would read a horoscope and I would say, okay, raise your hand if, if you think that actually is true about you and you fall in these birth dates, right? Mm-hmm. And almost all of them would always raise their hand like, oh yeah, see, mm-hmm. I, I told you, Pastor Bill, it's true. These yeah. are all, these yeah. are all very real. And I did maybe like seven or eight rounds of that. Mm-hmm. And then the big reveal was I read them all the wrong horoscope. <gasps> oh <laughs> and my God. And they were very upset for a moment. Right. And then, um, again, this is this is where I started to get harsh with it, right? Mm -hmm. I said, if you believe that because some guy looked in the stars, Mm -hmm. said, those stars look like a horse, therefore you must be angry in the month of March. (laughs) You're crazy. Yeah. I I called them out that way. I said, that is crazy Mm -hmm. to think that that is more logical than to believe that there is a God who loves you and created you a certain way. And so I will, I will call my students crazy. <laughs> yeah. I, I will call them foolish sometimes yeah. and I will do it all out of love mm-hmm. because in the end it all comes down to like, you're crazy to not believe mm. Jesus loves you. Yeah. Yeah. 
and that's truth. <laughs> and sometimes truth is like a sword. It's sharp, but it's important, and we need it. Um, as someone who works with students, and I'm sure you might have already hinted at some of the answers to this question already in our conversation, but just like for anyone who is a middle or high school student who is listening, what is advice that you would tell any student coming to you from from Pastor Bill? What is anything that you'd want to share with students that are listening to you? I know that's a big question, but that is yeah. <laughs> there's so much advice there's I wish lot. to give to you. Yeah. Uh, other than come to Metter's house. Yeah. <laughs> so that's because that is my first piece of advice. Sure. Come to Metter's house. Yeah. Hang out. It's yeah. a good time. Um. No, my. My true piece of advice, honestly, would be to take things seriously now because you have no idea how many blessings from God you could be missing out on. Mm. I have so many regrets in my past and they aren't regrets of like, I wish I hadn't done that. You know, like, oh, that Mm. sin I committed in middle school or high school. I wish I hadn't done that. I have so many regrets of like, I wish I was listening to God. Or I, I wish I could have answered someone's question about mm. God. Those are the things that come to my mind now as an adult where I'm like, yeah. I, I could have had a bigger impact for the kingdom yeah. than I do now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I could have been doing that as a teenager. Yeah. And there is no such thing as too early to be making an impact. No. And, you know, I mean, scripture tells us to not only let, not let anyone... Mm-hmm. Um, look down on you because of your youth but yeah. to instead be an example yeah. so do that yeah. be be the example you know if you are 15 years old but you are like super spiritually mature don't let your age be holding you back from doing great things for the kingdom of god yep. take it upon yourself to mentor someone i kid you not at the age of 15 yep. mentor an eight-year-old for all i care <laughs> yeah. but do something where you are allowing the holy spirit that's in you to use you yeah yeah <laughs> amen to that that's really really powerful and i think i don't know students forget their their um their potential not their potential adults forget teenagers potentials but I don't know, sometimes we talk ourselves out of something or talk ourselves down from something that we know God is telling us to do, and it's worth it to pursue what the Holy Spirit lays on your heart. Um, So we're going to share information about Medard's House in our information with this episode. Um, This was really, really great to see it in person. I wish everyone could see it, so if you want to see it, you should just show up, right? (laughs) Um, but I love getting to see it all, and I hope that we can do partnering with Salt and Light with you guys more. Um, my last question is about that unicorn over there. Is that from Battle Ball? That sure is from Battle Ball. Yes, the unicorn <laughs> of peace. I don't have the uh, the giant one. Yeah. Uh, I believe we let Trinity United Methodist Church bring that home as Fair. as their, their true trophy. But <laughs> I keep my miniature nearby at all times. Nice. And I do that, so that way maybe it'll spark a conversation with students here and there yeah. as they check things. That's the only purpose of decorations in a youth pastor's office. True. Just If you see something in a youth pastor's office, and you're like, oh, that's interesting. 
ask about it, it's yes. probably there because they're thinking like, well, it's a fun story. It's a great story. And then story. they love to share that. Yep. I'm, the Unicorn of Peace story is pretty straightforward, though. We were the most peaceful team <laughs> at Battle Ball. Yeah, um, you guys were. So, which kind of seems like to say that is like when Noah says like, oh, he was the most humble of all of them. Yeah. But um, we, we were. We were so peaceful. We really were. So peaceful that you earned a unicorn. So. Yeah, so peaceful that we hardly threw any dodgeballs at anybody, which is why we lost. <laughs> yeah. We just, we approached the game with peace. You did. I remember interviewing some students from your big group combination that all came, and I think you were losing quite a bit. We were, yes. Yeah. <laughs> we we did that, though, because we wanted to boost the confidence of other teams. Yes. You know? There you go. That's got to lift them up, lift each other up. So thank you for doing that. Of Taking course. Taking one for the team, but you got a unicorn. So, um, Bill, thank you so much. This was really, really awesome, and I hope that people look into Metter's House or consider how they can pour into other people in their life, whether they're a mentor or a good listener or giving back to their community in some way. Um I think you've probably inspired a lot of us today with your work and your words. So thank you. Yeah. And can I throw one more pitch out there? Please do. So Medard's house, just as of like a week ago or three weeks ago, if you're listening to this on release (laughs) day, right? Uh, We were given the opportunity to start doing internships here. Wow. Oh, yeah. So we have room for three internships. Two of them for uh, people between the ages of 18 and 24, and one of them for someone under the age of 18. Wow. So if you are a junior or senior in high school and you're thinking like, I would love to put a little bit of time into learning more about youth ministry Mm -hmm. and get paid for it, then please, by all means, reach out to us. We would love to get in the runnings for that. Um, It is a new venture for us, Mm -hmm. so we would get to kind of work with you even in writing that description up and how that mm-hmm. goes uh play to your strengths but we yeah. would love to get you some more hands-on experience in yeah. youth ministry very cool awesome well hopefully everyone takes you you just have hundreds and hundreds of, yeah. of applicants yeah you don't have to just like filter through them yes. very tediously yeah. but. <laughs> um but that is awesome and what a cool opportunity uh for people to get involved that's really great to know so thank you again this was so awesome and uh, God bless you and everything you guys do at Medard's House. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Looking forward to more partnering with Salt and Light. Yeah, us too. All right. Well, goodbye. <laughs>